Okay, good morning everyone, it's good to see you. Uh, for coming. The Pasuk uh, in this week's parsha, Parshas B'Shalach, contains uh, the parsha of the Mun, which also appears not only in Parshas B'Shalach, uh, not only in Parshas B'Aloyscha, I'm sorry, but in Parshas B'Shalach as well. And the Pasuk states in Parshas B'Shalach with regards to the Mun, Liktu Lechem Mishnah Shneha Oimer, that they collected uh, a double portion, two Oimrim. And from that Pasuk in Parshas B'Shalach, in connection with the Mun, the Gemara in Mesech the Shabbos learns out a halacha. The one is obligated on Shabbos to have Lechem Mishnah. So what I'd like to do this morning is to discuss uh, the parameters and the nature uh, of this halacha, and perhaps we'll gain uh, a little bit uh, greater insight. So the Gemara says over here in Mesech the Shabbos, Kuf Yud Zayin Mabez, Omer Rabbi Abba, B'Shabbos, Chayv Adam Lutzaya, Al Shteiki Karos, Tersiv Lechem Mishnah, a double uh, portion. So you're obligated to make a Lutzaya, Al Shteiki Karos. What does it mean, Lutzaya? So Rashi writes, look at the next line, Lutzaya, Birchus Hamoitzi. You have to make the bracha over two chalas. So Reb Chaim, they quote in the name of Reb Chaim, was Medayik from Rashi, that all you have to do is make the bracha over the double chalas. But you don't actually have to eat from the Lechem Mishnah. He compared it to kind of like Kiddush Friday night. That uh, you have to hear Kiddush, you don't necessarily have to drink from the Kiddush. So Sotu said Reb Chaim, you have to hear uh, a bracha of Hamaiti made over two uh, chalas, but you don't actually have to eat um, from the Lechem Mishnah. Taisus seems to disagree with this, uh, perhaps, position of Rashi, because Taisus in Mesech, this Pesachim, it's a well-known Taisus, and Avkov Avamed Aleph writes, that uh, generally speaking, if I am uh, listening to someone else's Kiddush, so I'm allowed to drink before the Mekadesh. If, let's say, I have wine in my cup, or he pours for me, or there's on the table already, I can drink before the person who made the bracha, because he himself doesn't have to drink. He could give someone else to drink from the Kaisho Bracha. He can make the Kiddush and give someone else. So since he doesn't have himself have to drink, I could drink before the Mekadesh. But by Lechem uh, Mishnah, by, by Birchus Hamaitzi, or even during the week, if I'm being Yaitzi with someone else's Hamaitzi, when a person makes a Birchus Hamaitzi, that's a Birchus Hanenin primarily. Kiddush is a Birchus HaMitzvah. So you, I could make a Bracha, someone else could drink. But Hamaitzi is a Birchus Hanenin primarily. So therefore, the Mekadeh, the Mevarech himself, has to eat. Since he himself has to eat, and he's making the brach over the bread, it's not Bekovedik for me to eat before him. It's improper midos etiquette. So therefore, I have to wait for him to eat from the Hamaiti before I eat. So let's say someone cuts up the pieces of challah, even if they're already on the, uh, you know, on the challah board, someone, you, you should wait for the Mevarech to eat from the challah before uh, partaking from the challah yourself, because he, he himself has to eat, therefore, and he's the one who made the bracha, we should wait for him to eat. Unless, says Taisvitz, look over here in the third line, if everyone has their own challah in front of them, uh, this is uh, talking about during the week, then everyone can eat from what's in front of them, because they don't have to eat from the challah that the Mavarach is making a bracha on. If he's making a bracha on the challah, he should eat first from the challah that he made the bracha on. But if I have my own challah, I can, uh, I can my, my own uh, little roll, I can eat before him. But yet, says Taisvitz, on Shabbos, that I have to eat from the Lechem Mishnah, even if I have my own little chalarom in front of me, he's the only one who has the Lechem Mishnah. Unless I have my own Lechem Mishnah, but he's the only one who has the Lechem Mishnah. And since I have to eat from the Lechem Mishnah, I have to wait for him to eat before I eat myself. So even if I have my own little chalarom in front of me, I can't start eating from my chalarom until I get a piece uh, from his Lechem Mishnah. So that implies from Taisvitz that you have to eat from the Lechem Mishnah. It's not good enough just to hear... Uh, the bracha over Lechem Mishnah, you yourself have to eat from it. And that's the uh, position of the Mishnah Brewer as well. 
The Mishnah Bura writes over here, You have to be toyim from the Lechem Mishnah. It's not good enough just to hear the bracha. See, the opinion of Reb Chaim was that it's uh, like Rashi seems to imply, it's a mitzvah to hear uh, a bracha made over Lechem Mishnah, but you don't actually have to eat from it. But Taisa seems to imply that you have to actually eat from the Lechem Mishnah. If you have to eat from the Lechem Mishnah, how much you have to eat? Okay. It doesn't say in the Mishnah Bura. A little, a little bit. You see, people do different things. A little bit. Pashup shot would be a kezayis. That's a most shiure achila, generally speaking, or a kezayis. And I believe that that might be the implication of a rush in Mesechtas Psachim. The rush says that the Leil HaSeder, you have to have two kezayisim, not to be chayshish for the shiurim of the Chazanish. The rush says, Me'ikar Adin, you have to have two kezayisim at the Leil HaSeder, one for Matzah, and one for Lechem Mishnah of Sudas Yamtiv. So, the rush implies that how much of the Lechem Mishnah do you have to eat to, uh, to be Yaisei, the obligation of eating Lechem Mishnah? It sounds like you have to eat a Kezayis. That's why he says you need two Kezayisim, one for Matzah, one for Lechem Mishnah. Then that just could mean you have to have a Kezayis of bread. It doesn't necessarily mean you have to have a Kezayis from the Lechem Mishnah necessarily, but I don't know. I, I find that there's somewhat of an area that we have to... Uh, investigate a little bit further. But Taisus, either way, implies that one must eat from the Lechem Mishnah, and that's the Psach of the Mishnah Bura. Reb Chaim's opinion was, it's enough if you just hear a bracha made over Lechem Mishnah, even if you don't actually eat it. A minimal amount, I agree with you. But, but the Rosh implies two kezayisim at the Lechem Even if you don't make a moitzi? Even if you're not the one who made a moitzi. You're not making moitzi at all? Yeah. I think we could be a little more open minded enough to have a little bit. But generally speaking, Shiure Achila in, in, uh, in Halacha or Kazai. So if you have to eat from the Lechem Mishnah, I don't know if it's a token amount, you know. You have a little crumb, it sounds like. In front of you, if you have two, two yeah, make your own, isn't that? You can eat before the Mubarak? You should make your own bracha. If you're going to be eating with his bracha, you can't eat from his chalas before he eats. That's not right. It's not uh, proper etiquette. Uh, <coughs> Litom, that was a Baron's point. Yeah, it's a good point. You have a practical problem. I want to say like you. you it's easier. Problem. You have a dozen guests, you have a chal, you can't have, you don't talk to say sometime on chal. That's a big problem. So that's where Rav Sternbach raises the problem. At the Leila Seder, you only have your three little matzahs for Clay uh, and Levi Yisrael. How are you going to have your 50 people at your Seder? What are you going to do? So that's a, that's a problem. He raises that issue. He says, according to Mr. Brewer, that you have to eat. For every, according to Abchaim, everything's good. But according to that, all you have to do is hear a bracha made over Lechem Mishnah. But according to the Mishnah Brewer, he, he recognizes with this problem. What do you do? If everyone has to have a kazais from the Lechem Mishnah, what do you do with only three matzahs? Well, I think I heard from Moshe's family, they all had their own matzahs. They all had their own matzahs. It's a good thing. I have more matzahs. We love all Jews. Not only Kohen Levi Israel. We have many matzahs. What? I don't know. Rashi implies it's just to make the bracha of Hamaytzi. I don't know. What does this issue revolve around? So I believe that perhaps the Nakudas HaMachlech is over here, and we'll have to dig a little bit deeper into this, might be, what is the obligation of Lechem Mishnah? Is the obligation of Lechem Mishnah to have a uh, ceremonial bracha made over two chalas uh, at the beginning of the meal? The meal should be related or started with a bracha over Lechem Mishnah, or perhaps the mitzvah of Lechem Mishnah is for me to eat double. So according to Tysus, the mitzvah is for me to eat from double, to eat from a double uh, two chalas. For Rashi, it's t- that the Suda should be begun, should be started with a bracha over Lechem Mishnah. <coughs> should coincide with, uh, with a, a bracha over Lechem Mishnah. The, uh, the Divrei Yatsiv, which is the Kleisenberger, 
says that perhaps that's the pshat in the minute that you find by some chasidim. It's already quoted by the Eishel Avram, the Butchacharov, in the back of the Shulchan Aruch, that um, by some chasidim, so the Balabos makes a bracha over Lechem Mishnah, then he cuts the chalas, distributes the chalas, and everybody makes their own hamoitzi. Even though they heard his bracha uh, over the Lechem Mishnah, they hold that the Yaitse says the Kleisenberger, they hold the Yaitse Lechem Mishnah by hearing his bracha, even though they don't have a mind to be Yaitse, the meal was started with a bracha over Lechem Mishnah, the Yaitse, the Indian of Lechem Mishnah from him, but the bracha of Amoitse, the Birchus Hanen, and they want to say on their own because of uh, concerns of Hefsik. He's going to make a slice of bread? He's making a slice of bread. So if you both uh, loves the Oh, we'll get to it in a second. We'll get to it in a second. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Yes, we'll get there in one second. Yes. Okay. What? Most of us don't make a new hamaytzi if you ask someone else's house. They make their own hamaytzi. They're worried about hefsik between uh, the bracha and actually eating. Because it takes a while to all the chalas. But yet, like a mission, they want to be yaitzi with the balabas. So that's along the same lines as Rashi. That just the meal should be begun with the bracha over like a mission, but you don't necessarily have to eat from it. Some people come up and put their hands on the Hamoitzi also. Everyone touches it? Yeah, it's weird. Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching the house, and the guy, like, my father started making Hamoitzi. The guy stood up, flopped over, and he, like, flopped his hands on the collar. I don't know, right? I don't know if that has any significance other than that. Yeah. No, it was on top of the cover. Okay, so we see that there, <coughs> the uh, Gemara says you have to be Boitzeh. Let's go back to Oisav. You have to be Boitzeh. I'll shake You have to make a bracha or perhaps eat. From a uh, from two chalas from a lechem mishnah. The Gemara continues though. Amar Ravashi, Chazina Lei Rav Kahana Denaka Tarti Ubatzachada. He said, I saw Rav Kahana. He held both, but only was Beitzeh one. He only ate from one. He didn't cut both. Amar Liktu Ksiv. The pasuk says Liktu Lechem Mishnah Shnei Haomer. They collected uh, two chalas, a double Omer, but all they did was collected. Reb Zera no was no Havi Batzakulish Erusa. He was Baitseya on everything. We'll have to define what that means. Amale Ravina Le Ravashi. Pashup Shad is he cut both. Amale Ravina Le Ravashi. Va Mexikrav Sanusa. What? He looked like a chaze. Cutting both? Ugh. Look like a glutton. Amale. He said, no. Came in the call. Yuma Loy Avid. Since I don't do this every day, I'm only doing it on Shabbos. Ha'inu Hudaka Avid Loy Mexikrav Sanusa. He said, I'm only doing it on Shabbos. He doesn't look like a glutton at all. What does it mean, though? That Rav Ashi, clearly, he, oh, he took both, only cut one. What does it mean that Rav Zera was Batsa Akula Sherusa? Rav Zera cu- cut everything. What does that mean? So Rashi writes, look over here back to Oizbez at the end, Batsa Akula Sherusa, Prusa Gedayla. He cut a big piece. That's all that it means. And he was accused of being uh, a chazer because he cut a big piece. Who cut such a big piece? He said, I don't do it during the week, I only do it on Shabbos. Clearly, it's only Lukavit Shabbos. But he never, no one had the Havamina to cut both chalas. That wasn't even a discussion. The only uh, discussion was, should you cut a big piece, larger than usual, or should you cut the regular size piece? And Ravashi, who cut, sorry, Reb Zera, who cut Kola was a big piece. That's what we paskin in the Shulchan Aruch, that you really only have to cut one chala, and you should cut a bigger piece than you do during the week, Lekavit uh, Shabbos. Which chala do you cut? So that's Machlaikas uh, Rishonim. As a discussion in the Shulchan Aruch, is it better to cut the bottom chala? I'll be soid. I'll be kabbalah. It's better. There's in Yanim to cut the bottom chala. But uh, the top chala is preferable because ain't mavir and ala mitzvah. If you have a top chala, why are you going to the bottom one? You're, you're passing over one mitzvah to go to a second one. So better to cut the top chala. So we, the Ramah, Kedarko, makes a pshara that at night, 
we uh, cut the bottom chala, uh, during the day we cut the top chala. But either way, the Mishnah Brewer says, even at night, you should put the bottom challah closer to you to avoid an issue of Ein Mavir and Alamitzis, you should bring the bottom challah a little bit closer to you. Okay, we're going to cut one challah. Even if those who cut one challah, can you have the other challah in a plastic bag? Or yeah, can, can it be frozen? Yeah? Okay. What? Dough? It doesn't have to be baked? Can it be frozen? Says, I found my chlaikas out. Frozen? Good. So Ramayisha says frozen is alright. Maybe it's your cheshbon. Shalom What about, we'll get What about in a plastic bag? So I saw the Chuba, in the Chuba's river voice at Fryim, which is River uh, Fryim Greenblatt, one of the main Talmidim of Ramayisha. He says in the plastic bag, he thinks it's alright. He thinks it's better to take it out of the plastic bag, but you can even do it in the plastic bag. But then in Rabbi Simcha Bunim Kohn's, Safer, another Talmud from Ramosha, I don't know, one of the one of the radiance of Shabbos, Sanctity of Shabbos, one of those books. He quotes Dermi Piashmu from Chaya from uh, Rabbi Scheinberg uh, that uh, no, it should be out of the plastic bag. You can't have it in a plastic bag. Okay, so Machlaik is plastic bag, yes or no? What? I think they had such big chalas that they didn't fit on the challah board. So you always had one, seriously. So you always had one, either was one was on top of the other or was, uh, wasn't on the challah board. So, that's, so now that we're not in that situation, is that still... No, there's an Indian to have bottom and top. You should so put one on top of the other. Are you say without it? Yes. <laughs> no, that's not what I'm missing. What does it mean? There's an Indian al to have the bottom al-piso. one. Yeah. It's al Friday, Friday night it should be a bottom one. Shabbos day, if it's the top one, I guess it doesn't make a difference uh, closer, further away. No, I don't know. He just wants to bypass the whole issue by having them side by side. I hear that. I don't know. This, this has nothing to do with the same because that commission. No, I don't think it's a fundamental no, issue. No, no. No. I, exactly. Exactly. It could be explained. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, the man was covered with towel on the top, covered with towel on the bottom. I, uh, it was with do on top and bottom. I don't know if they were one on top of the other. Okay, what is the Pshad and Rashi that you only have to cut one challah? That's our practice, how we paskin. So it makes a lot of sense. The Dazi Kenemi Baliatosis writes that they received four portions of man, four meals worth of man Friday morning. One for the Shachris Friday, one for the Friday night meal, and then uh, two for, for, for Shabbos. One for Shabbos morning, one for Shabbos Shudas. But either way, they only ate one portion. One portion at each meal, huh? I'm sorry, they had to reuse. No, they had only four. They had four. Yes. Yeah, so they only ate one at each meal. You include Shalashudas, they had to use two on Friday, two Shabbos, Shabbos day. Shabbos morning, and then saving one for Shalashudas. Of course. So they only had one. How many did they eat at each meal? One. one. So that's Rashi Shada Zechleman. What? We'll get to that. We'll get to that. They only had excellent point. So, but according to Rashi, either way, they only had one chala at each meal. However, so if we only have to cut one, the Chidusha. Okay. The Chidusha Harajma disagrees. I don't prevent people from having their little chumras. Look. So the Chidusha Harajma disagrees. The Rashba writes that no, the Pshat and the Gemara was he cut both chalas. That's the Pshat and the Gemara. That Ashi cut one, held two, cut one. They only cut one. That was the, the nace of the man. Reb Zayr, He cut both. That's why the Rajput says you're accused of being a chazi. You cut a big piece, small piece. It's an ayin yofer to cut a big piece. It's a nice Indian. Why are you accusing him of being a chazi? It must be because he cut both chalas. Who cuts both chalas? 
So he was accused of being a chazer. He cut both. That's why he was accused of being a Rav Sanusa. That's why he looked like he was, uh, he was doing something that was, was improper. But in fact, he cut both chalos. And that's how the Grub Paskins, that you like the Chidusha Rashba, that you should cut both chalos. There is also an Indian, Alpi Kabbalah, they quote in the name of the Ari HaKadosh, that on Shabbos you should have 12 chalos connected to Lechem upon him. So if you cut both chalas from each meal, so it turns out Friday night you have four, because you had two that you know you cut in half is four, and you do that by the other by all three meals of Shabbos, you'll end up with twelve, which is Keneged, the Lechem Apanim, which is um in Pikabola to have uh, twelve chalas on Shabbos, Keneged, the Lechem Apanim. Perhaps that's the Pshat and the two men hugging. Of the shape of the chalas. Because the machlaikas in the Gemara Masechtas Menachas, what was the shape of the lechem apanim? Was it like a teva, or was it like a kufsa? Was it like a boat, like a canoe, or was it like a, a box? So that's why we have two men hug how to make chalas. Either, you know, in a loaf pan, which is more like a box, or as, a, as you know, a, like more of a canoe shape. And that's why they say, on Yom Tif, though, there was no lechem apanim, so that's why we have chalas that's shaped in a circle, because it's not connected to lechem apanim. In which case, it should turn out that at least the there's no Indian to cut both chalas on Yom Tif. Those who cut both chalas do it on Yom Tif too. But at least according to the Ria Kodesh, there's no, uh, there's no Indian to do that. But the Grub Paskin that you should cut both chalas, I don't know, I think it was uh, in order that it should be uh, correspond to Lechem Aponim, because that was the Pshat that the, the Rajba learned in the Gemara Masech the Shabbos, that that's what Lechem Mishnah means. It's not that you should cut one chalas, but in fact you should cut both. The question begs, though, that if Lechem uh, Mishnah is learned out from the Pasuk with regards to the Mon, because they received a double portion on Friday, so they only ate one at each meal. What then is the reason that we should cut uh, both Chalas uh, in order to fulfill Lechem Mishnah? They didn't cut both, you know, they didn't eat a double portion, they only ate one at each meal. So I believe we need to understand this uh, position of the Rashba, perhaps in light of a discussion that the Rishayim have with regards to Shalashudis. Do you have to have Lechemishna by Shalashudis? So that's uh, two opinions in the Shulchan Aruch. Over here, Oisvav, Ein Sarach Lekalis Bishus, Sudesh Lishis, you don't have to make Kiddush by Shalashudis, Avot Sarach Levtsay Al Shei Kikara, says the Shulchan Aruch. You have to have Lechemishna. And writes the Ramavim, this is a Chiddush, Im Sayyid Harbe Pomen B'Shabbos, you have more than three meals, Tzarech L'Chol Suda Beis Kikaris. You have four meals on Shabbos, you need Lechem Mishnah by four meals. Every meal should have Lechem Mishnah. However, the opinion of the tour is that you do not need Lechem Mishnah by Shalosh Shudis, it's enough with one. Why is the tour think Shalosh Shudis should be worse than the other meals of Shabbos? It was already pointed out by Dr. Bennett. Over here, based on the argument that the Rashba quotes, over here, The Marami Rutenberg's minion minig was to have, shal, uh, have Lechem Mishnah by Shalosh Shudis as well. However, he quotes one opinion that it's enough with one. Why should it have been enough with one? So the Rashba explains, because at Shalashudas, they only had one uh, portion left. By Friday night, they had a double portion around. At least it existed. Shabbos morning, they still had a double portion around. Excellent. But by Shalashudas, all there was, was one uh, portion left. So it doesn't make sense. Zechelamon to have uh, Lechem Mishnah by Shalashudis. So that's why the tour held by Shalashudis, you don't need, uh, you don't need, uh, you don't need Lechem Mishnah. 
However, the Rashba's opinion is that you do need Lechem Mishnah, even by Shalashudis, similar to the Marami Rutenberg, and he explains his opinion in explanation, uh, you know, along the way, as explaining the opinion of Rabzeira that he was Batsa Kula Sherusa. Virava de Batsa Kula Sherusa looked down three lines from the bottom in the Rajba. He quotes in the name of Rab Shimin, that is because Lecha Mishnah is not necessarily Zecha Leman. See, according to the Rashba, Lecha Mishnah is not an obligation to reenact, uh, you know, to, to have a commemoration of the nace of the man. Lecha Mishnah is an extra word in the Pasuk. It's not, the Pasuk is not even phrased in the form of a command. It's just like, they had Lecha Mishnah. So Rashi understands it's a mitzvah to make, a, you know, commemorate the nace, Zechel the nace. We should also have Lecha Mishnah. Then it turns out, the Shalashudas, they didn't have two. They only had one. We only have to have one. They only had one chal at each meal. We only have to have one chal at each meal. But the Rashba's opinion is that Lecha Mishnah is an extra word in the Pasuk. The Lecha Mishnah Kadarish. Because it says Lecha Mishnah Shnei Ha'omer. Shetehei Afil Habetziah Pishnayim. It's a mitzvah that all of the, you know, the obligations of Shabbos should be double. Mishayim HaSachol. Not a Zecher Lenes or a commemoration of the Nes, but rather that the obligations of Shabbos come in doubles. And he quotes from a Medrash Tanchuma, V'kasev B'Tanchuma, Kol Mili the Shabbos Kofel. Everything on Shabbos comes in pairs. Shnei Kivosim. Like the Musaf, carbon Musaf of Shabbos, is Shnei Kivosim, B'nei Shana. As opposed to the carbon Tomish of Shacha, the carbon Tomish of Beno Arbaim during the week, is Keves HaEcha, Taseb HaBokav, is Keves HaShenik, Taseb Beno Arbaim. It's one. On Shabbos it's two. During the week, says the Rajba, says the Medrash, we only have one uh, Mizmar. We only have one Perak of Tehillim, Shir Shalyon. On Shabbos there's two. There's Mizmar, Shir Liyom HaShabbos, and Hashem, Malach, uh, Geus, Lavesh. They go together. We have two Mizmarim of Shabbos. Everything on Shabbos comes in pairs. Lecha Mishnah, Zacha V'Shamar. That's what Lecha Mishnah fits into that pattern. Like Zacha V'Shamar, some add, we have two candles on Shabbos, a minimum of. So, so too, Lecha Mishnah fits into that pattern. And that's where the Rashba is. So according to the Rashba, the obligation of having Lecha Mishnah is not to commemorate or to reenact what they had at the time of the nace of the month. They only cut one, so we should only cut one. They didn't have two by Shal Shudas. No, it's an obligation to do things in doubles. So if that's the case, the Rashba's argument, we can now understand this position with regards to how many challahs you have to cut. You have to cut two, because the obligations of Shabbos come in pairs, comes in doubles. You should have a big portion, eat two. And also, we can now understand the opinion of the Shulchan Aruch that you have to have Lechem Mishnah by Shalash Even though they didn't, we do, because the obligations of Shabbos come, come in pairs. Two sips of wine. Two sips of wine. Okay. But I think the Pshad is it fell in a double portion. Friday that Friday was supposed to happen on Friday. So the unique part uh, was that it fell double, yeah. This seems to imply that everything should be Yes. Some people eat double. I'm sure Shui could attest to that. Uh, <laughs> we have uh, only on Shabbos. <laughs> yes, only on Shabbos. <laughs> this could be, in fact, the basis of the Machlaikas between the Taz and the Magen Avram. Is the obligation of Lechem Mishnah a mitzvah doiraisa, a formal mitzvah? That's learned out of a Pasuk in Chumash. Perhaps it's an Indian midoiraisa, perhaps no, it's not an obligation midoiraisa, it's only an obligation midoirabonan. So the Taz writes about Hapasa Lechem Mishnah, who kaidem le yain shal kiddish. He says, if you only have enough money to buy wine for kiddish, or to buy Lechem Mishnah, it's preferable to buy uh, Lechem Mishnah. 
Because wine for Kiddush is only the Rabbanon. Kiddush Dairai, so you can fulfill during davening. Kiddush Alakais is the Rabbanon. But Lechem Mishnah, Lekuli Yama Dairai, says the Taz, that that is a Dinmi Dairai. The Magan Avram disagrees, and the Magan Avram's opinion is, he's discussing Yom Kippurim. If you have a Chayla that has to eat in Yom Kippur, the Magan Avram writes, he doesn't make Kiddush. Kiddush was never, Kiddush Alakais, was never established, was never... Uh, uh, out of mind that it should be made on Yom Kippurim. There is no Kiddush for Yom Kippurim. So therefore, even though Achayla is eating Yom Kippur, there is no Kiddush. So to write the Magen Avram, there is no Lechem Mishnah. He implies that it is the Din de Rabbanon to have Lechem Mishnah. See, the opinion of the Magen Avram, perhaps you can understand in light of the Shita of Rashi, that it is a Zecher to the Nase of the Mon, to reenact that, uh, what took place at that time. A Zecher to the Nase is generally a Din de Rabbanon. However, the Taz's position might be the Lechemish is a formal halacha because it's not to recreate what took place at the nace of the Mon. It's learned out of extra words in the Pasuk and it's explained like that by the Arach HaShochan. The Arach HaShochan writes, V'hach Lechemish Meyusar is an extra word in the Pasuk. The Havalei Lechtoiv Liktu Shnei HaOimer Le'echon. They collected two Oimrim. Why describe it as Lechem Mishnah? V'hachi perusha, the Lechem Halechem shall Suda Shabbos Tia Mishnah. He says what it means is things on Shabbos, particularly the Suda, should be double. You should have two Chalas. Because there's an extra word in the Pasuk. Venira Shazehu Din Tayra Veloyas Machtabiyama. So the Arach HaShulchan already implies that if, it's a, if it has nothing to do with commemorating the Nase of Lechem Mishnah with the Nase of the Mon, that it fell in a double portion. It's because obligations of Shabbos come in pairs, come in doubles. Then perhaps you could understand why it's a din midday raisa. Yeah. But this word appears in the course of a narrative, not in the course of. Yes, it's not a formal command. Still bothersome, not ideal. We would so, prefer it be a command. It's yes, it's an extra word in the pasuk. Extra words in the pasuk we dash all the time. For, uh, Where else do we dash for for for, for, uh, for us? Right. Well, it's an extra word. We learn things out all the time from extra words. Uh, extra words all the time. We learn things. Uh, there's too many even to, uh, I guess. Okay. <laughs> this is almost explicitly though a machlag between the Mordechai and the Ran with regards to women do women have to eat from Lechem Mishnah they obligate in this as well so the Mordechai quotes in the name of Rabbeinu Tam that even though it's a mitzvah essay Shazman Garama it's a time bound mitzvah nonetheless they're obligated the Af Haim Hayu Ba'ais they were included in the Nase of the Man the Lechem Mishnah Ve'hen Chayavas L'Shtoy Al-Shteki Karaz they were included in the nace of the man, and the Lechem Mishnah corresponds uh, to being a zeichel the nace to the man. The Ran, though, disagrees with Rabbeinu Tam. He says, "Ain Sarech, don't tell me Afein Hayu Nase. You don't need to come on to that. Ain Sarech Shabbachol Ma'ase Shabbos." With regards to all mitzvahs of Shabbos, women are obligated in. Women are obligated in Kiddush because it's connected to the Kolshe Yeshna B'Shamar Yeshna B'Zochar. Since women are obligated in the provisions of Shabbos, they're obligated in the mitzvahs of Shabbos as well. So women are obligated in Kiddush Hayyim. If they're obligated in Kiddush, says the Ran, they're obligated in Lechem Mishnah. It's part of the mitzvahs of Shabbos. So the Ran seems to imply it's not a zecher to nes. Don't tell me Afein Hayyim not to recreate what took place at the time of the nes of the Mon. Rather, it's a uh, mitzvah Hayyim. Uh, perhaps, and uh, the reason why you have to have doubles because all of the mitzvahs Hayyim of Shabbos come in pairs. If Shlomo Kluger is a very problematic tshuva in the Ha'elaf Lecha Shlomo is a tshuva a safer of a thousand tshuvas. I think it's more actually where he writes, one minute, he's, he's working on behalf of the woman over here, he writes, Duran disagrees with Rabbeinu Tam, he doesn't hold of Afin Hoi Boisainais here, Rabbeinu Tam disagreed with Duran, why did he have to come on to Afin Hoi Boisainais, it must not be one of the mitzvahs of Shabbos, 
So he says, if the Ran disagrees with Rabbeinu Tam, Rabbeinu Tam disagrees with the Ran, maybe women, maybe we could come out that uh, women are not obligated in the Lechem Mishnah, because none of the Rishonim held of uh, each other's reason. So Shlomo Kluger says, maybe women are therefore not obligated in Shalosh Sudos and Shabbos, maybe they're not obligated in Lechem Mishnah, because neither one of the Rishonim held of the other one's reason. <laughs> so Ravadi writes in uh, Yechav Adaz, so you can't do that. That's an illegal maneuver. You can't, uh, you can't. That's not... Uh, whether it's the Ron or the Rosh for either reason, the Chorah that would only apply to Shabbos, not for Yom Tif. Not just for... Oh, what about on Yom Tif? For Yom Kippur, but the whole thing is all Shabbos Oh, what about... Yeah, that's right. So the Mach Zavitri over here, look over here, Oisid Gimel, what about on Yom Tif? Exactly the point. They asked Rav Do you have to have Lechem Mishnah on Yom Tif or not? That yes, you do. What was the Shiloh? So the Machsavitri continues on, and remember, he's a Talmud of Rashi. He writes, Habayoidin, of course you have to make Lecha Mishnah on Yom Tif. Why? Because even though it's a Machlaikis in the Midrash, and whether or not the Mun fell on Yom Tif, we paskin that the... I don't know, we go paskin historical fact, but we paskin that the Mun did not fall on Yom Tif. So writes Machsavitri, Habayoidin, Shetrikon on with Sayal Steki Karaz be Yom Tif. The last line, Kevish lo Yared Bamun. The man didn't fall. And it's Zechel the man. The man didn't fall on Yamtif. So, of course, you must have Lechem Mishnah on Yamtif as well. Zechel to the man. What was the Shiloh then that they asked from the Troy gun? Was it a historical Shiloh? They asked him, did the man fall on Yamtif or not? Sounds like the Maxavitri had no suffix that the man did not fall on Yamtif. So apparently it could be that the suffix or the question that they asked of Neutrogon was this question. Is Lecha Mishnah Zecher to the Man? If it's Zecher to the Man, it makes sense. You have to have it on Yom Tov as well. Or maybe it's not Zecher to the Man. Maybe it's simply because the Chiyuvim of Shabbos come in doubles. Zecher and Shamar. That doesn't apply. To, it doesn't transfer or translate to Yom Tov. Where that uh, same uh, relationship might not exist. So that was perhaps the Shiloh that they asked of Neutrogon. And we Paskin... Uh, in many areas, that it seems to be zecher to the man, that, uh, and therefore we are passing as well that you have to have two chalas uh, on yamtiv. But perhaps that was the suffix uh, of Rav Nutroigain. There is a final issue with regards to the um, Commissioner that I don't believe necessarily is related to this issue. You know, the the, the chakira that we've been discussing is it zecher to the man, or is it because all the obligations of Shabbos have to be in double? But perhaps it's something to think about in that context. The Shulchan Aruch writes. You have to have a sholem. Has to be a whole loaf. So the famous tshuva in the Meshiv Dover from the Nitziv that he quotes in the name of his father-in-law, who was uh, Reb Itzela from Velozhin, Reb Chaim Velozhin, his brother, that uh, his father-in-law had to practice, typical father-in-law, that if you come late to the meal, he didn't wait for you by Lechem Mishnah, he didn't wait for the son-in-law, and if you come late to the meal, you got two pieces. You didn't get your own Lechem Mishnah, he gave you two uh, shtick chalas. That's, you know, two uh, slices of challah. And he told you, by making a bracha on the two uh, slices of challah. So then it says, you see from the practice of his father-in-law, that a uh, half, you know, a slice of challah is also called, you know, two slices of challah is also called lechem mishnah. It says in the Ramah that you need shleimos. But, uh, but Rebitzla Velazhin held that was a halacha in brachos. When you have uh, in front of you a possibility of making on a, on a slice of bread or on a whole loaf, it's always preferable, preferable in terms of hilchos brachos to make on a whole loaf. So in the held that was a halacha in brachos, not a halacha in lechem mishnah. As far as lechem mishnah is concerned, it's enough with two slices of challah. And the Nitziv has a raya to this. Because he says, we ever, if you ever buy fresh rolls from the baker, they bake them on a, a, a baking pan. 
and they stick together. In the course of baking, they don't bake them so far apart, and they, they stick together. And what do they do? They break them apart. To give you, you buy two chalorot, they break them apart and give you two. So it says in a tiv, isn't that a prusa? Now that's a slice, it's not a whole loaf. No, it's, it's a whole loaf, but it's just stuck together. What's the difference? Why isn't every slice? Or let's say the break apart chalos. The, the, I haven't seen those in a while, but the break apart chalos. It's all about the intention. So is that 12 or whatever? How many pieces they make? Is that 10 loaves? No. It depends what you have in mind. Okay, it's a big chiddush. It could be. It could be. The Nitziv claims the following. The Nitziv argues the following. He says it depends how it appears when you come to the table. When you come to the table, is it two or one? Let's say you come to the table and the two uh, rolls are stuck. He would say that's not Lecha Mishnah anymore. It has to be when you come to the table, it's two. So he claims like this. If that's the case, let's say I appear at the meal later than you. And when I come, all the challah is cut. And now it's slices of bread. So the says, fine, when you appeared at the table, it wasn't slices. So that's also considered to be Lecha Mishnah. It's an interesting argument. You didn't hear the bracha. Huh? You'll make your own bracha on uh, on your two slices, and they'll say slacha mishnah. The chasam seifer has a raya. Huh? That was the, the, a famous pshat from the nesiv. The chasam seifer had a raya to this pshat from a gemara in mesechtas brachas that most people are familiar with. From at least starting daf yomi. So the gemara says that machlekes in mesechtas brachas. How many parts to there in the night? Are there four parts to the night? Are Ba Mishmaros or three Mishmaros? Or three parts to the night? What is relevant for is not our, our discussion. But there are four parts to the night or three parts to the night. So the Gemara brings a Raya that there are four parts to the night. You look at the uh, end of the first line. Amr Abzeka, Amr Abbi, Amr Abishua ben Levi. Kasav Echad Omer Chatzois Laila Akum Lahoides Lacham Mishpatetzit Kecha. David Amelach said, I get up at Chatzois Halaila to give Hoidah to you a Kaddish Baruchu. Because of Echad Omer Kidmu Enai Ashmurois. He says, I got up earlier, two or a plural, Ashmurois early. I got up before I had to, Achatzais Halayla, two Mishmurois early, Ashmurois. Hakeitzad, how could it be that it's two Ashmurois early, or Ashmurois in plural early, and yet it's Achatzais Halayla, must be Arba Mishmurois, Havi Halayla, the night, the 12 hour halachic night, breaks down into four parts, each consisting of three hours, and Achatzais Halayla, smack in the middle. So Rav Ashi Omar disagrees. Rav Ashi says, no, it could be that the night only comes in three Mishmaras, in which case Chatzos is not in between Mishmaras. It's in the middle of the second one. But Mishmara Upalga Nami Mishmaras Karilahu. A Mishmara and a half, a watch, and a half is also called Mishmaros. It's just plural. So the Chassam Seifer says, you see from here, that Mishmar, that uh, Chalo and a half as well, two halves, or a loaf and a half, is also called, in plural, Kikarois. That's called Lechem Mishnah. That was derived of the Chassam Seifer. So Rabbi Yosef Engel has in his Gilyani Ashas, in that Gemara and Brachas, he says, no, it's not a Raya, come on. He says, it's plural. Yes, two, two slices of bread is plural. Doesn't necessarily mean that it's two Lechem Mishnahs, or one and a half is plural. But it does, it's breads. But it doesn't mean that it's, you'd be yaitzeh lechemishna like that. So the raya the chsam sefer, perhaps is a little bit, uh, a little bit lacking. But this is well known, that it could be in fact, machlekes rishayim, one minute. It could be a machlekes rishayim with regards to the leil haseder. We all know, there's machlekes rishayim, how many masses did you have to have at the leil haseder? One opinion is, the ramam in the rif, that was the opinion of the gra, that you only have two masses. So ask the rush, how could you only have two matzahs? Why do you only have two matzahs? Because one, uh, you have two matzahs for every meal in Yom Tif, you have Lech and Mishnah. And then the halacha is that you have to break the matzah, 
the middle matzah yachatz because the Gemara says uh, lechem or the pasuk describes the matzah lechem oni says the Gemara uh, lechem oni the oni darka beprusa so to matzah has to be beprusa poor man eats uh, half loaves eats slices so too at the, the matzah should be a prusa should be a half so ask the rush and other rishonim on the opinion of the Ramam and the Rift you only have then it turns out for your bracha of hamaytzi you only have one and a half. Chalas uh, or matzahs, how you guys say lechem mishnah? So the rush says, no, you must have three matzahs, two. So when you make hamatz, you have two shlemas for lechem mishnah, and the matzah will be the third wheel. The matzah will be uh, the prusa will be uh, a third matzah. So their opinion seems to be that you need for lechem mishnah two whole loaves. So that's uh, and that's how the most of our practice, most of us have that practice of having three matzahs at the lechem seder. So our opinion seems to be that you need whole loaves. Uh, for, for Lechem Mishnah, but the opinion of the Ramam and the Rif uh, was that perhaps it's enough with the Prusa, and therefore for Lechem Mishnah, and therefore they only had uh, one and a half matzahs. If it's Zechat, if it's the obligation on Shabbos just to have double, I can understand why two slices is enough. You have at least doubles. But if, the, uh, if it's Zechat to the Man, maybe it had to come uh, in two loaves, like they got two portions. But I don't know if it's uh, necessary related or not. It might be a global Machlekes. Is a, is a half a challah, is a prusa considered to be a shalem with regards uh, to Lechem Mishnah, perhaps it's uh, relevant to the Lela Seder as well. Let me just leave you with one uh, final thought. If it's Zechah to the man, so we understand uh, where Lechem Mishnah is, uh, is coming from, but if it's that the, all the obligations of Shabbos have to be in doubles, it's a kind of a, it's a idea which requires a little bit of explanation. So I believe perhaps we can understand it based on a comment of the Shem Mishmuel. The Shem Yishmuel explains that there's really two inyanim of Shabbos. It's a famous Gemara Mishnah for Shabbos about a person who's walking in the Midbar and he doesn't know which day is Shabbos. So the Gemara describes that there's a Shabbos of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu kept six days, you know, worked for six days and rested on the seventh. So on the one hand, Shabbos has a perspective as the, the final day of the week. On the other hand, there's the Shabbos that the Gemara describes, the Shabbos of Adam Arisha, and that was for Adam Arisha on the first day of the week. He wasn't there for the first six days of creation. So, and in a certain sense, Shabbos for us as well is the beginning uh, of our work week. The Shem Yishmuel claims that perhaps that's the Pshat in the Gemara in Shabbos, that Ilmoe would only be that Klaisa would keep two Shabbos, that they would be redeemed. What this means is that they would understand both aspects of Shabbos. It doesn't mean that they would keep two, but it means that they would understand both aspects of Shabbos. That on the one hand, Shabbos, we stop working when it comes Shabbos, the end of the work week, and we leave the rest up to a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Our perspective on Shabbos is, It's a statement of bitachon. We leave our desks and everything we're involved in to keep Shabbos, because we know our parnas is in the hands of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. But it's also uh, our, you know, as, as we look forward to the beginning of the week, it's a mission statement. It's, uh, this is what we have in mind as we're about to engage in our work during the week. We understand that everything really comes uh, from the Rebunish Shalom. And we have these two perspectives on Shabbos. And perhaps that is reflected in the Lechem Mishnah that we have. The Man, as we know, represents Parnasa. And uh, we therefore have a double uh, Kikaros, two Kikaros, uh, in order to reflect these two in Yanim. That on the one hand, it's a statement of Bitachan about the previous week. And also, uh, perhaps, a statement of Bitochem for the following week that all of our parnas in the hands of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And therefore, if we're in Nizar, in this halacha of Lechem Mishnah, HaKadosh Baruch Hu should uh, bless us all with the, uh, the, the, uh, the Havtoch of the Gemara Mesech, the Shabbos, that if we would keep two Shabbos, it's Miyad Negal, and we look forward to the Gula Asida. Amen. Amen.